Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport Bedhug podcast. I'm your host DD and joining me today once again is my friend and your co-host Vedant. On this episode, we will be previewing the F1 Silverstone GP. So let's grab some chai, take our seats, ready your opinions and dive right into the conversation. Hello Vedant. What an exciting weekend this was with Formula E and there's just more F1 to look forward to next weekend with the Silverstone GP. Full capacity crowd, first ever sprint race. new tires maybe some british weather maybe some rain a lot of new variables uh for the next week and how are you feeling about it well i am all ready i mean i have i have been skeptical about skeptical about sorry the sprint races but uh, yeah we are finally debuting them this weekend and i think the british gp and the unpredictable british weather can be the best place for uh for the first trial you know absolutely and you know it's not just the weather uh i look at the weather forecast right now uh there is no forecast for rain, rain the upcoming weekend but you know who knows it did rain over the last weekend uh as the festival of speed at goodwood was going on uh but hopefully we'll have some rain next weekend uh but that's you know uh, usually doesn't happen so let's let's not get our hopes too high but other than that um new tires too this weekend so you know that's going to be another thing to look out for and even the tire selection throughout the weekend is all jumbled up compared to the usual uh, you know uh, usual rules and regulations that we have around tire selection for the weekend that formula 1 has because of the sprint qualifying format so i'll go with the sprint qualifying format for our listeners once again just to remind them how their weekend is going to look like so on friday morning you uh, there will be 60 minutes of free practice one on friday afternoon you will have the regular qualifying session to determine the order for the sprint race qualifying however for this qualifying session each team will be given each driver will be given five sets of soft tires and that those are the only tires they can use in that session and the cars will enter park from before the qualifying session on friday on saturday morning the teams will have another 16 minutes of free practice two session uh, there are some parameters that the teams can still play with even though the car will be in park from but they won't be able to change out any major parts or make any upgrades during uh, the free practice 2 session on Saturday um Saturday afternoon there there will be the 100 km sprint race qualifying to determine the order for the grand prix on Sunday uh, the teams will have a free tire choice for uh, the sprint race and there will be points for the top 3 um three points for whoever finishes first two points for the second place and one point for third place and on Sunday we'll have the full grand prix as usual but this time all the runners will have free tire choice and as usual uh, the teams will be required to use at least two compounds on each car throughout the race so you know as you see that the tire strategy is going to change and the q2 advantage that usually you know people used to have uh, you know those who wouldn't qualify would have a tire advantage to you know start on mediums or hards and go long in the race or you know against the competitors who would finish or who would you know qualify 6th 7th 8th and 9th or something like that uh, that advantage is gone so it becomes essential to you know qualify as high up the grid as possible after not only the qualifying on friday but after the, you know the sprint race on saturday yeah definitely i think that is again uh, it 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 just makes it, it makes it more exciting you know the sprint race and it it gives it value and it gives it uh, some sort of you know a purpose in in the sense not just that you know just just the lack of qualifying we've seen how the lack of qualifying at imola last year and you know at at different rounds you know caused a shuffle in the running order for the teams and the teams qualified better some teams qualified did really well 
like you know Alfa Tauri who had previous running in an older car Adam Muller qualified really well and did really well in the race last year but and you know we could see something similar at Silverstone especially with the new tires you know we saw uh, we saw Ferrari struggle with the tires in France you know obviously the conditions uh, did not suit the car but at the same time the Pirellis had uh, Pirelli had just upped the tire pressures by 2 psi on the rear tires for the race in France and yet Ferrari struggled a lot that weekend and with the new tires and the lack of practice this weekend it could really jumble up the order and i think this is a really good chance for teams that have been struggling you know like alfatori hasn't been able to put a weekend together so far alpine who's looking really good with fernando alonso but esteban ocon has been struggling i think it's a really good chance for these teams to you know capitalize when uh, everyone else you know is also struggling with the same set of variables that have just been thrown at them for a couple weekends this year yeah definitely and you talk about teams performing you know uh drivers who have been underperforming making the best and Le- daniel ricardo i mean he has shown good race pace so the sprint race would be ideal for him to get to convert his like if he if he has a bad if he has a bad quality the sprint race would be ideal to get a good spot in you know in the, for the for the main race on sunday absolutely but News from the Mercedes garage last week was that they will be bringing more upgrades. However, Lewis Hamilton did say that he was not convinced that Mercedes will be able to close the gap to Red Bull with the upgrades they're bringing to Silverstone. However, Toto Wolff was still uh, optimistic about the upgrades and said that uh, you know this should at least put them in contention with Red Bull. Uh, but overall, it seems that uh, you know. Uh, the mood in the mercedes garage is not that optimistic overall especially you know when lewis comes out and says that he's not really looking forward to it and he's i wouldn't say so given up or sort of given up but he's kind of pessimistic and you know he's just he's just he said he was you know really relishing the championship challenge that he had during the first few rounds but you don't see those same yeah. comments coming <laughs> from lewis so that goes to show that you know uh, he might not be so confident in the abilities of his team and he might not be so confident that he could drive the car to a place where you know he could still compete with max verstappen so that 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 says something to me but hopefully you know uh from a championship perspective from a fan perspective i hope mercedes takes it to red bull once again and we have a championship till the end yeah i think it's it's like it's very important now for mercedes to fight back because it's almost the mid uh, middle part of the season now and as we have talked about earlier the more uh mercedes lack and like the the gap will just grow right and especially since it's the british grand prix the home G, uh, home race for lewis hamilton so it's kind of symbolic but uh, and and a full capacity crowd nothing can be better than that right so it's it's going to be a hell of a weekend absolutely absolutely and lewis will want to win in front of his home crowd like he said but talking about home races McLaren and Lando Norris also have their home race here uh next upcoming weekend and could Norris grab another podium at his home race in front of the fans uh you know he's the only driver who's finished in the points every race um this season so that's got to say something about Lando Norris's consistency but could he take a podium this this race uh you know we we know that um, McLaren's performance was a, a little was sort of an outlier last weekend you know we know mclaren is you know uh, doing well and they're gaining performance over the last 3 seasons but last weekend was somewhat of an outlier and we shouldn't really expect the same performance going into silverstone but man do i want lando norris to be on that podium uh, on sunday yeah i think lando has been 
performing really well especially in qualifying you know he qualified p2 last time out and and he i think has a couple more top 4 finishes as well uh, top 4 qualifying as well but the sprint race will i mean i think the sprint race will play against him because if he qualifies ahead of say valtteri bottas and sergio perez which he is doing currently they have a stronger car on race pace i would suggest and uh, i mean i think they would be able to overtake lando over the course of the 100 laps and that might affect but then again uh, in the grand prix in the race on sunday he will have the, that opportunity again to claw back and use strategy absolutely but like from the from the austria weekend we know that mercedes was one of the slowest cars through speed traps right they were running a lot of wing because uh they lost performance from the diffuser um compared to red bull who have been running a really really small wing uh and you know uh generating the downforce using the diffuser uh re- really opposite in the way you know they're having to approach the the weekends and we know that mclaren is one of the fastest cars throughout the speed traps and although you know silverstone is a twisty circuit and it's got got its you know fast medium speed corners it does have long straights so maybe mclaren will still be up there like you said you know at the end of qualifying on friday yeah. uh, but it is the race pace that'll matter over the sprint qualifying to you know decide um, you know where lando starts on sunday which will be crucial because there is a free tire choice on sunday for the grand prix um another home favorite george russell you know came so close to points two weekends in a row in austria will he finally get some points this weekend that williams definitely comes alive in george russell's hand especially you know over the last couple of weekends like i said just now but in front of the home crowd that extra bit of you know um home horsepower if you want to say uh will will it play with into like you know george russell's hand will he have that extra motivation to you know go out and give it all once more uh, and not be disappointed uh with with the you know the finishes that he's had over the last couple of races uh, even though he's put in such great performances yeah i think definitely i think it's another a very it it would be a very symbolic uh race for george russell and williams because williams themselves are a british uh, team uh and honestly I won't be I mean I won't be sad if you know if it is Alonso Russell overtakes to get those points. So I I would be happy to accept that. Uh but yeah it's I mean the Williams has car has been showing pace as you said in the hands of George Russell and we know from their previous comments that the car is very track specific like the performance is very specific to some characteristics. and but i i think they they would have a good weekend in in silverstone i mean uh, i hope so but obviously you know the championship is getting uh, tighter in the midfield uh, mclaren only leads ferrari by 19 points so i think ferrari will be hoping to capitalize um, over you know the sprint qualifying and the race on sunday because they have shown really good race pace after having made some adjustments um after the race in France going to Austria so hopefully we'll see Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz um start up the grid on the Sunday race and maybe you know grab some good points especially capitalizing on the fact that Daniel hasn't been performing so well and this is the prime time for Ferrari you know to take the lead for the third place in the constructors championship and maintain that lead hoping that you know da- uh, hoping that when Daniel comes back they can hold on to the third place but it's definitely the f- one of the fights that I'm looking forward to um 
Alfa Romeo has always done well, you know. They usually come alive in the race. Uh, but what can we expect from this weekend? You know, Antonio Giovinazzi has had a decent qualifying usually. Kimi Raikkonen has been disappointing in qualifying. But this is a high-speed circuit, uh, you know, in general. And we know that the Alfa does well on uh, on these kinds of circuits. Yeah, I mean, speaking about uh, Giovinazzi and, and Ferrari, I mean, they are Italians in England this weekend. I think they would be very, very... <laughs> I think they would relish the challenge and I think they would be super motivated by this weekend's result, the last weekend's result <laughs> of the Euro finals. But yeah, I think, I mean, I'm not too sure about uh, Kimi Raikkonen. He has good race pace, but his qualifying is not that great this season. But Giovinazzi has always been just on the, you know, just on the brink of Q2 uh, almost every weekend now. And I think it's... It's, it's just a matter of time. And I mean, he made Q3 in Monaco, if I'm not wrong, right? So it's just a matter of time yep, yep. where his performances become consistent. And I mean, I heard an interview of uh, Frederick Vassar and he said they don't take, uh, like he doesn't make his driver's decision so early in the season so that he has pressure and he has the leverage. And you know, the the drivers perform and i think jonazi knows this and his performances this season have shown that he wants that seat he wants to stay in f1 uh, and he's very hungry for it so yeah i think silverstone the iconic circuit and symbolism in a way uh, italy and england so it's I mean, F1 is coming yeah. home in, in, in one way, I guess. Uh, just like uh, the just like the Euro came home. Uh, but it'll probably be Max Verstappen who will be, you know, the favorite for the win going to the weekend. Anything else about the Silverstone GP that you want to talk about, Vedant? Um, I mean, see, Silverstone is a track everybody knows very well. And it's a regular track. So I'm not too sure there'll be many surprises. Definitely the sprint race... And the, you know, the tire life in the sprint race towards the end of it will will uh, affect a lot of factors. Because we know that Mercedes it, like Mercedes have a flaw with overheating tires for the past few seasons. So that might affect them towards the end of the sprint race and all, all these things, right? So absolutely a lot to look out for. Uh, but a little a little throwback to last weekend and, you know, um, uh, conversations coming out of Austria, the second round in Austria. So, um, driving penalties for, from last week for Sergio, Lando and Charles. And there was like a lot of conversation on Twitter, on YouTube and, you know, all, all social media platforms regarding the rules and regulations and the penalties that were given out. Now, according to my uh, interpretation of the rules, I went in and I check, checked Appendix L, which the FIA, you know, said that, that the drivers were in... Uh, uh, that the drivers were infringing, um, and according to my interpretation, there was a penalty was not um, like the the stewards shouldn't have issued a penalty uh, in accordance with those rules. However, uh, even though there's been like public uproar that you know the, that Lando didn't deserve a penalty and that Sergio also didn't deserve a penalty, uh, the public sentiment following that uh, instance has been uh, that hard racing should require the defending driver to leave a car's width for his opponent towards the outer edge of the track, and that is what the FIA. FIA's ruling also shows, which is, you know, uh, sort of a, like it's going away from the previous rulings and the previous precedents that we had seen over the last couple of years 
with Charles and Max in Austria a couple years ago, and uh, similar instances, uh, Charles and Lewis and Monza a couple years ago, and you know instances uh, like that. So I think there's a change in the way that um, FIA and the public want um, F1 drivers to go racing, and I sort of agree with that. You know, uh, even though what happened on Sunday did make sense from a driver's perspective, and I did agree that you know they should not have been penalized for doing what they did. Uh, I think the rules are not in a place where uh, you can use the rules to rule against the driver's actions like the stewards did last weekend. But if this is the way we want to go, I think, you know, it is high time that FIA went and amended the rules. Uh, so what do you think? Should should the rules be amended uh, to, you know, go into that direction? And should the rules or the application of the rules be different for tarmac runoffs versus gravel trials? Because, you know, Austria turn one, we saw Landon Norris squeeze uh, Sergio Perez out, out wide going to turn one, you know, and he had to go over the yellow curb and take the... Um, runoff area so you know should should those rules be different should it be new should it be nuanced or should just be uh the same rule regardless of what is there uh you know ne- outside the track yeah see these are rules regarding racing instance right and it's always a gray area as we have talked about in the previous podcast so if like if we add more and more rules it would create more uproar i i, I think but uh I think it's it's very uh, like every situation is different every racing incident is different even though like it's the identical racing incident things are different right so I mean if 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 you look at the uh, onboard from Lando Norris he had complete steering lock on on the right on right so I mean all he could do was uh, step on the brakes and yield the position which as a racing driver you don't do so obviously had it been a runoff area on the outside uh, like turn one that would have that would not have been an issue so it's these uh, you know variables and i don't think adding more rules will help help this because there'll always be something or the other which people don't agree with yeah, but there, there needs to be some clarity on, like, you know, what is expected of the F1 drivers. Are they expected to, you know, give space when there's a gravel trap uh, going into a corner, or like, you know, at a corner uh, to, to the opponent who's on the outside line? Um, but is it okay, you know, if, if there's, you know, tarmac runoff instead? So those are things. And it's and I think it's totally, um, totally understandable if FIA wants to make these rules nuanced or, you know, the application of the rules nuanced and the way they penalize the drivers that, you know, if there's tarmac runoff, you're okay to push your rivals off track but if there's gravel drive you can't do that because that is not hard racing according to the definition definition of racing that we're trying to you know uh, adopt so that's totally fine with me but i think there needs to be a some sort of clarification and uh, i think michael massey really needs to come down and enforce those rules because we've seen a lot of discrepancy and we talked about we've talked about it over and over again that the fia have been consistent in an inconsistent way over the last couple of years uh, especially ever since Michael Massey has taken over the reins. Um, um, yeah, definitely. And the it's, yeah. it's the same thing with the uh, track limits issue, right? Yeah. The, the the rule says that you have to be within those white lines. And there can be a rule. Like, it, it's the rule, right? And people use the curbs. So, yeah, if, if your part of, the, part of your tire is within the white lines, it's okay. So, you can use the curb. But... Time and again, we have seen people abuse those rules and the stewards and Michael Massey and his team not being consistent. So I think it's not the 
matter of what the rules say but i think it's the it's it's on it's on you know his michael masi and his team to get more consistent because if if they are consistent with their application three times people will come complain right but after that they will see the, okay like it's consistent so even if we complain and even if we do anything they'll know what is expected from them it's after fair that. and it's equal absolutely absolutely um now there's been a lot of talk coming from the f1 paddock regarding the new engine um engine rules for 2025 and you know total wolf came out and said that um formula 1 should go more electric than it is already whereas uh, there were a couple more team principals like krishnan who said uh, that you know if we want to go electric we might as well go formula e so i want something that has to do with combustion power if that is to do with you know biofuels or uh, renewable fuels or sustainable fuels i mean so you know uh, that is acceptable but uh, they it seemed like they didn't want to go in the direction of more electric power uh, where do you want f1 to go just just in brief i think renewable power and biofuels is the best option for formula 1 uh, like considering all things uh, because formula e is already that electric series and formula 1 won't want to electrify more to keep those identities identities separate right and since formula 1 is the pinnacle of motorsport technology and the leader in innovation so making biofuels work at 300 kph and like without refueling that would be the ideal case for the automotive industry as well yeah obviously it's it is like you, like you just pointed it is a more complex uh you know conversation regarding you know what formula 1's goals are regarding uh you know are they really trying to incentivize the uh, automotive industry are they trying to be relevant to the automotive world or um are they you know really just trying to innovate and you know uh pave their own path in a way you know to yeah. go in a direction that formula 1 wants to go in and the current stakeholders want to go in regardless of how the other industries are shaping up and things like that but yeah i would definitely want it to be more internal combustion based that has been the identity of formula 1 i'm not saying you know just use the petrol and like the diesel and like the carbon fuels that we have right now obviously innovate but i would still like to see some noise some excitement uh and uh, everything that f1 you know the auto f1 stands for i would still like to see that be a part of the sport uh after 2025 uh but that's really all from my side regarding the discussion for the upcoming british gp anything else from you vedant um no i guess nothing much Well, thank you for joining me and I will want to remind my re- remind our listeners that please do not forget to tune into the official unveiling of the first ever life size model of the 2022 F1 car on Thursday at 1500 BST. The launch will be streamed on f1.com, the U- F1 YouTube channel and on Facebook. Uh so please tune into that. Uh and that'll be all from us this weekend and we'll catch you after the race next week.